Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Angie and Estimate Rocket. Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. Today's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different, a little bit fun. It's something I've resisted the last two seasons. We've had a lot of listeners, friends, people reaching out saying, hey, you really should let somebody interview you on the podcast, right? I get to share a little bit about my background, my story um, here and how we're doing what we're doing with Elite Business Advisors in snippets, right? Uh, and I've really pushed back on it because the goal of our podcast, many of you guys know, is we want to add value to you guys, right? We want to help you with your business. We want to help you guys in entrepreneurship. And that's what I always said. And then not too long ago, just before Christmas, somebody said, yeah, but do you realize that by not sharing your story, you're actually withholding value from people? Um, and that one stung a little bit. So we're going to do something fun. I'm going to turn the host hat over for the day. Got a friend of mine, Justin Ward, with us. Justin did an episode with us early on in season one. Uh, and we talk about commercial lending. And so Justin, I know, is going to be the perfect candidate to host and, and to have this conversation today. Um, he asks a lot of fun questions. He makes it entertaining. Uh, and so I hope you get some value out of it that helps you along your entrepreneurial journey. Justin, welcome back to the show. Well, yeah, thanks thank for... You, thank you for agreeing to do this. Of course. I know you've been one of the ones pushing of like, hey, we should do something fun like this. So uh, when I finally gave in to peer pressure, I knew you were the person to call. So tell no. us a little bit about yourself. Thanks for uh, lifting the restraining order Absolutely. and allowing me back within 100 feet of you. Yep. That's, no, that's good. That's helpful. It's just a temporary one. Okay, it's this is a trap. two o'clock today, um, it's back in effect now. I'm just kidding. Tell us a little bit about yourself, though. Seriously. No, uh, my name's Justin Ward, as you uh, referenced earlier. I'm a commercial lender with First National Bank of Waterloo. I actually work in the Swansea location on the uh, just over the river from yep. here. We film, we're film. we filming in St. Louis here, so uh, for those that didn't know. Um, I've been in banking for about 19 years. Wow. 19 years. Wearing Right. So I started kidding. at age seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was my next question. So carry yeah. the one. Um, take the shoes off. Yeah, take, right mm, yeah. So um, seven of those have been in commercial banking. Okay. So I've been helping people like your end clients yeah. and then yourself, you know, with questions they might have about lending. Absolutely. Um, I live in O'Fallon, Illinois, which isn't far from Swansea, yep. which is convenient. Yep. I've been married for about 16 years she or so. She deserves a lot of credit. So do, continuing the math, that means I married her at 10. Okay, not weird. So, yeah, yeah, not weird at all. Yeah. Um, we have, now here's where it gets really weird, is yeah. we have 13-year-old twins. Yeah, we're, not, we're just going to um, move on from the, the math Yeah, so pray for so, me, podcast yeah. world. <laughs> um, they're both teenagers now, as of a couple days ago. and Two it's boys? One of each. One of each. One That's girl, one boy, both terribly awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> I know you. I've gotten to meet your wife quite a few times. I get it. I mean, they were only destined to be awesome. Yeah, so, so um, I also did not know this about myself, but yeah. I'm also the 29th most important person you know based on which episode <laughs> I was in in season one. So there are 28 people of higher value 
I'm but, kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, you could say we saved the best. We did. Anyways, we did. We um, did. <laughs> now if you want to know more about Justin, the commercial lending, I, I love the conversation we had uh, in season one, episode 29, as you just referenced. So I appreciate you throwing that in there. Um, so, Justin, I'm going to go ahead. And I'm a little bit nervous about this, but I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to turn this over to you for the rest of the episode. So here's the hat. I for took, those watching on video, I'm I took it. it over to Justin. And it does not fit. Yeah, My head is larger head. than yeah. yours. Um, so excellent. It's my turn to talk. Yes. Um, all right. So a lot of people did not know this about Chris, yeah. but in my research, I found out that you have two PhDs. <laughs> the uh, Tell us how you got your first PhD, which is the... Uh, the painting houses degree. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, so I got my, my first PhD uh, from SIUE, uh, which is just going to continue the rhymes, but I'm going to run sure. out in a second. Uh, no, I started with a company called Student Painters when I was in college. Uh, and it was a business first, painting second internship. I always tell people I came into the industry from a, a bass backwards perspective. Um, I learned how to run a business, and then they taught us how to be a language. Uh, hey, it was fine. It was <laughs> fine. Um, and so it, it really taught us systems, processes, you know, and, and more on the, the business side, right? There doesn't get much more hands-on with an internship than literally out running your own business. Um, and so I stayed with them for, for seven years, even after graduation. I wasn't in college for seven years. Um, but I uh, stayed with them for seven years, moved on, and uh, started my own business with Elite Painting and uh, eventually transitioned into this, what nice. I'm doing now. You always said that high school is the best seven years of your life, It right? was. So. It really was. Okay. College was the best 12. So. All right. So that leads us, obviously, into what distinguishes you from a lot of people, that second PhD. Yeah. You know, first PhD, you know, pedestrian. Right. Uh, the second one is the uh, the painter's helper's degree. Ooh, the painter's Yeah, helpers. where you're actually now shifting towards yes. helping painters. Exactly. Tell us what, when, how that yep. happened. Yep. No, that's great. Um, I like what you've done with this. This is good. This is why I knew you were the right person for the job. So It's the end of the prep work. It, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, no, so I, I always knew what I'm doing now is what I wanted to do for the long haul. Um, you know, with having the experience with student painters, you know, first year ran a painting business, second year started overseeing interns and coaching and mentoring them the interns on how yeah. to run a business um and so i spent the last six of those seven years with student painters doing exactly that coaching mentoring teaching college students how to run and manage a small business sure. so i knew i really enjoyed that side of it um and i knew that that's what i wanted to do long term and i knew that in a weird way and this i don't want this to be egotistical but i knew that there was like a gift that i had to help convey that to people right i used to coach sure. high school hockey um, I coached that for six years after I graduated, after playing for four years. Like, I just always loved coaching and, like, helping people reach right. their potential. Um, and so in 2018, I started Elite Business Advisors. I ran it side-by-side side with my painting company for two years, arguably the two craziest years of my life until this past year when we decided to have a kid and build a house and everything else. But, um, you know, and then in the beginning of 2020, I made the full-time switch into Elite Business Advisors full-time. Uh, and, and moved on from the painting industry. So I always knew I was passionate about giving giving homeowners a good experience mm -hmm. and realizing now that I can duplicate that on a much larger level by helping the contractor instead of just helping 100 homeowners in the St. Louis region. Sure. No, uh, nothing about that sounded egotistical to, yeah, no to throw that at you. Um, I think the better 
you understand your strengths, the more passion you're going to approach any project that you have. So if you knew from day one that you wanted to help develop people into a better, being better at their role, then that's, you know, no accident that you're here now, right? No, I appreciate Um, that. So I was going to ask you some fun questions like, you know, when you started painting, we we talked about you joining the club, but did you start off like most masters um, in the form, the art form known as finger painting or... Yeah. scribbling on walls no no i uh i sold a lot of paint jobs before i even knew how to hold a actual paintbrush and if you saw me color in kindergarten um you would know that okay. painting was never where i was destined to be at so okay so how old is your little one now he's nine months as of yesterday nine months so he has not started the he coloring hasn't. or no no but i can already tell you he's probably a better painter than i was so that's that's good (laughs) that's good i'm gonna assume that means he's a savant yes exactly all right so let's see was it hard to transition from running your business doing you know the jobs organizing the your your contractors your fellow painters um to you know let go and and help other painters run their business was it difficult it was it was it got to a point trying to juggle both things and, and I'm v- I was very blessed with the, the painters that I had with elite painting uh, that they were we had things very systematized we had a lot of things in place where it freed up my time to go start building this um, and they knew my mission they wanted to the one guy wanted to start his own business so timing worked out great whenever this kind of plan started mm-hmm. taking shape um, and so I've ve- I couldn't have done it without them still helping run the production side of the painting company um, sure. But yeah, it was definitely hard. I mean, I think, you know, I, I'll never forget, I told my mother-in-law, like, as I'm, like, starting to work on the logos and coming up with the name and, like, what do I want to name this company? And and I told her what I wanted to do. And, and she, she asked, she said, how are you going to do that? Like, not from a critical point of view, right. but, like, from a supportive, like, curious point, right? And I, I looked at her and I was like, I literally have no clue, but I'm going to figure it out, right? Because right. I knew that with student painters, we had a system and a a model, but it all started with recruiting college students into Mm -hmm. the program, right? Now I'm going to existing business owners to try to help them. It's a different starting point. Um, And I knew that it was gonna take time to figure out like, how do you monetize this? How do you systematize it, right? Right. I knew that the knowledge and the tools and the resources I could duplicate and and help people with, but I needed time, I needed a runway to like literally figure it out, right? and so yeah, I'm. It, it was crazy, but it was. I'm glad I, I did it that way. Um, right. And I look back with the clients we had in, in those two years, um, and I learned so much about like what they needed from us mm-hmm. to be able to continue to build a better system and program to help coach them to further success than we did in those two years. Of course, um, yeah, I know. I was one of the people, just like your. Uh, was it your mother or your mother-in-law? I don't remember which one, but but we had a conversation yeah. when this was maybe in its infancy yeah um where i was like you've got an awesome thing going you've got this you know you're i mean this isn't supposed to sound weird or anything but like we network together i've seen you you know countless times and every time there was professionalism there was a um a likability there was a an attention to detail from everybody that referred people to you and and this isn't a knock on anything but like when you find one of those, you want to refer them to everybody <laughs> yes. and you don't want that source, that, that yep. extra tool in your tool bag to go away. Yeah. Um, so I was worried, but I mean, it seems like 
things are going great, right? Yeah. You mentioned that you've got a bunch of clients now and yeah. all no, over the country, right? Yeah, yeah it's been so. cool. U.S., Canada, um, I always say, and even Hawaii, even though I know Hawaii is part of the U.S., but it's not in the mainland, so it's fun. We'll, we'll talk geography yeah. later. Okay, so oh, we better not. Um, but no, I, you're, you're exactly right. And it was hard in that because I loved the relationship side of what I did, right? I love some of the people that you referred us to, right? I could mm -hmm. think of three people off the top of my head. I remember their names. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I enjoyed that aspect of it and that's what was hard to give up, right? Okay. But I knew at the end of the day that, again, we could have a much greater impact right. now that instead of me being the go-to person, like I can give you three clients within 10 miles of our house that I trust that can do exactly what I was able to do for those right. people, right? And so Perfect. it's kind of that, that law of multiplication, <laughs> right. aside from just growing it out myself. Also, I, I know that a tendency um, could be to be half in, half out of yep. something like that. And I know that at first, um, I would still ask you, I'd say, are you doing any, yep. any, any projects yep. for? And you would take the random few, but like you were really made an effort to, yeah. you know, to shift. Um, and that leads me to, were you worried? Basically, you're approaching clients that, you know, contractors, tradesmen like yourself, um, and telling them, you know, maybe you don't know how to do this <laughs> as well as you could, yeah. right? There's some kind of humility to admit that to yourself. Yeah. So were you worried about that? Yeah. Um, I mean, yes and no. You know, I think one thing I've learned in this journey is, you can't coach people that aren't willing to admit they have weaknesses sure, or that they have shortcomings. Right. Um, and so I think that that, that was definitely a, a challenge to, to overcome. Right. And it was, you know, it's been part of our strategic marketing plan as we've grown of how do we connect with the right people that can lead us to these people without me just, you know, you yeah. can't cold call a painting company and be like, Hey, I saw your, your trucks and your marketing sucks. Like you should come work with us. That doesn't you work. Can. It's just not very <laughs> effective. Not. Right. Exactly. That, that's a good point. Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, there definitely was, you know, a level of humility and, and I'll still never forget. There was one person I won't, I won't say his name. Um, you actually probably know who he is made a it's comment a to me. It is not Phil. It's not Phil. No, Phil's not this mean. He made a comment and he said, well, I told him what I wanted to do with this. Uh, we were actually there painting his house. It was somebody I've met through some networking stuff. And he said, well, if you're going to do that, you're only going to be able to coach people younger than yourself. Hmm. And I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, nobody older than you was going to take anything you have to say with credibility. And I was like, oh, my friend, watch me. Yeah. Uh, so there was some good fuel actually to throw on the fire there on That's that. That's good little so. bulletin material, it like was. you know, they say same sports. Um, no, so the reason I asked it is because I wanted to bring out that this is you learned organically what you weren't good at in the process yeah. too, right? Um, so some of this stuff that you're coaching people, you've taught yourself how to yeah. be great at, right? Um, so talk about that what were some weaknesses yeah. that you addressed like what was the the hardest things for you to like put under your belt of knowledge yeah and say um this is my weakness i'm gonna dig down learn hard about it yeah. and imply implement it no I just, when i had the painting company or now well uh, transitioning yeah. from yeah because we're learning you know right all the time right yeah. so during the painting company, you realized that maybe I could be better at marketing or maybe I could be better at my numbers yeah. or something like that. And you've probably brought that and taught yourself more. 100%. Right? Yeah, no, I think the two things I realized is I needed a, a, a simple 
system to understand financials. And mm-hmm. that's one thing that we really take pride in now is having that that we use with our clients to say mm-hmm. like, you need to understand the financials, but you don't need to go get an accounting degree to understand your financials. Right. Like here's the two things you need to be in the know of and understand that tells you everything you need to know about your business. Um, and so that was a huge piece of it. The other thing I think was what we call the relationship marketing, the organic marketing of mm-hmm. networking, referrals, sure. repeat business. What are the things you can do to grow your client base organically right. through your happy, satisfied customers, sure. right? And so those were a couple of things that I really realized was like, okay, this is something we need to get better. Like I don't have time, you know, when I was in my infancy of the painting company to go market my business. Right. I don't want to go door to door and put flyers on houses. Like I don't even like doing that, right? I want to go talk to people. I want to go network with people like you. Oh, and Justin actually has a good network of people and can probably provide me more leads than what I would get spending an hour putting right. flyers on houses, right? And you did, and I, I'm super grateful for the referrals you gave me. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's a, an important point to bring up. So, yeah, I mean, it's this is going to sound like an oxymoron almost, but like deliberately organically growing your, 100%. you know, how how do we step set these, yeah. you know, footprints, these uh, this roadmap right. out to so the organic happens, right? Well, and, and, and I think there becomes a point, too, that your organic growth only gets you so far. Right. So then how do you supplement that with other marketing strategies that still kind of fall into that organic? Sure. You know, so I think there's definitely a, a whole kind of tiered system that you can work with as you yeah. grow. So that... You, you asked before if it was while you were a painter or while you're, yeah. you know, an elite advisor here. Let's talk, what is, what are some challenges you've had yeah. as an advisor yep. early on maybe or that you're still having? Yeah. That's just tough to work through, but you're... I think, I think the two biggest things um, that I can say on that one is, um, one, structure. That's something that we've realized that clients need a structure to be able to walk through. And it was something that, again knowledge was here in my Mm -hmm. head i'm able to convey it at a meeting but there wasn't a structure to fall back on right there wasn't something that was like okay every every month we cover this at one of our two meetings and and all this stuff right it was like oh hey we haven't talked about this in three months so we should probably talk about it right um and so that was something that we i've spent literally the last three months rebuilding like our structure and our whole coaching plan throughout the year to make sure that nothing really slips through the cracks at any point in time right you're making meetings meaningful (laughs) exactly right yeah literally you know and and having a plan together we always had a loose plan Mm -hmm. but now we have a very structured thing that every three months we review your marketing statistics how you're getting your leads and your closing rates right like that's just going to happen every quarter now every march june september and december Um, I think the other thing which kind of ties into that structure in the system is how do we grow out through other advisors, right? Right. Um, Because I've always known that at some point, Chris was going to get maxed out. And Chris happened to get maxed out right about the time that we had a baby and we built our house this year. Um, Some of the listeners have lived through this with me, and so we're on the better side to it. But um, knowing that I needed to take the way that I can think through a business and get other people involved to grow out through that, right? Um, And so I'm super thankful for some of the advisors that we do have. Um, Everybody working with us right now has painting industry experience, whether they're still running their own business Mm -hmm. and they're coaching three to five contractors in addition to that because they love coaching and mentoring kind of like I did. Um, You know, one's got had previous painting industry experience, has a job, and wants to come work with us eventually full-time. 
And so, yeah. you know, <clears throat> we we realized that a lot of people came to work with us because I had the experience. I could literally sit across the table or across the Zoom and right. say, hey, I know exactly how you feel because I've been in your shoes literally five years ago with my company. Yeah. Um, and so I think those were the, the two biggest things that I've kind of had to grow through over the last, you know, three years for sure of doing this full time, five years since we started of just more structure and having a system in place so that we can grow and duplicate out through through other people. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, it's um, been fun. So another thing that came to mind when you mentioned having a having a child yeah. and, and building a house is, you know, what your what your one detractor said is like you're gonna only be able to coach people that are yeah. younger than you. No. Right. I mean these are just more things that you can add to how you relate to these right. these clients that, you know, they have so many things in their lives that they're yeah they've got their business time their personal time yeah. so it just makes you more relatable to these people so yeah. yeah no it's you know and i think that's a big thing i mean you know we want people to enjoy their business mm -hmm. you know i i don't think business should you shouldn't be a slave to your business right right um, and sometimes that's a lot easier said than done trust me i get it you know and and i think there's times where you have to hustle and you have to grind through things but it should be for like a short season because you're working on the plan to alleviate that in the future, right? Um, it has been a crazy few months. We've probably put well over a hundred hours redeveloping our systems and our structure and our academy and everything that we're working into this year. But I knew it was a short season to grind, to have it ready to launch January 1st, to start mm. alleviating some of those, the craziness, right? Sure. So. Yeah. And you're going to have to put more hours down the road. It's well, just absolutely. A, There's it's always just part something of it, next, right? right? It's, it's part of the long-term yeah. plan. So um, before I go into my fun part, but oh, this yeah. has been fun, by the it way. Has so been it's, fun. It's, it has uh, been fun. Let's <sighs> talk about your favorite job that you completed as a painter. Yeah. And then without naming names, I want to know what uh, what type of client is your favorite type of client to work with. Okay. For, for this business? Start start painting. with painting, painting. first. Okay. The all best. Right. All right. All right. The job Ooh, that you were good. like, this you stood good. back I'll and you were to, like. I'll try to keep this short. I don't want to take up more than 10 minutes here. Um, <laughs> I'm out if it takes yeah, 10, 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes. Okay. No. Um, ooh. So I would say one of the favorite things that we, we did, we there's there's two YMCA's in Edwardsville um, okay. that we got in really good with their facilities manager. They didn't want to deal with anything in-house. And we basically had over about a four to five year span repainted both of the insides of that entire building. Okay. Um, and there's some really fun projects. We actually took a racquetball court and turned it into a spin, uh, spin classroom. Um, and just like some different, like kind of outside the box things that weren't your traditional, like, hey, we need our bedroom walls and ceilings sure. painted. So um, I always kind of take pride in that. That was always, those were always a lot of fun nice. outside the box projects to nice. work on. Nice. Those are the ones that uh, several years from now you'll be driving by with yep. your kid and you're be like, like hey, I painted your old man painted, painted like, this. Wait, no, they repainted it already because it's been 10 years. Oh, shoot. So <laughs> you'd yeah. still say at one time, at one your time old man, we had done all your this, old man yeah. painted this. They were great to work with. Like they were really, they made it fun too. All right, so let's put back on your coaching hat. Yeah. And um, what you, I'm sure you've got a client that is that is just latched onto everything you yeah. said, and yeah. it's taken off, and and everything you wanted to see in them has happened. Yep. So what type of client is that? And yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing, um, you know, that that I think is going to separate the people that we've seen the most results from from the ones that are making progress, just not as quickly. Um, is really just the coachability um, and the I think the the humbleness to come in and understand that they need to change and that the reason they're working with us is because they want to change right, right? 
Um, and I can think of a few clients in particular, we've just seen incredible like results with whether it's been in a six month period for one over three to four years with a couple other ones. Um, you know, and, and all three of them have that same common characteristic. Mm -hmm. They're very coachable. They'll take what we say and they'll run with it. Um, and they don't, you know, they don't think they know everything, right? They're, they're willing to admit that there might be better ways to do things and not say that they implement every single thing we talk about. Some of them, they're like, hey, I'm gonna try it and then we tweak it, or hey, this didn't work for us, do you have another idea? Um, but they they aren't willing to, they aren't afraid to change, I guess, right? Good. Um, and so it's been really fun to see some of those clients again. I mean, we have one in Michigan, I kind of referenced him on, on last week's episode, like literally within five months, just the, the few changes he's made have been a game changer for his business. Nice. And it's so cool to see how quickly he implemented everything. And now the difference it's made five months later. Quick apologies to him if he's a Wolverines fan, because mm, he might be. Just... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. That was a, that was a rough game last weekend. Not if you're a Horned Frog fan. Well, true. True. Let's go TCU. I don't know. I don't even know who I'm rooting for. I just go good game. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they. By the both... time this airs, it's already going to be yeah, over that's there. True. We're talking about college football championship coming up this weekend. So <laughs> you're one of those. I just hope they both have a good time. I just, I just want them to have fun. Nice. Um, all right. So let's switch to um, something fun. Questions. Okay. Just I always think that the better you get to know somebody uh, personally, you know the okay, the more that uh, you connect with your yeah. your clients. So let's start with uh, some things you might not have known that were um, founded in St. Louis, okay. which is where we're filming from. You're yeah. a big St. Louis person. Yep. I know you're out here a lot. Yep. So I'm going to say a few things, then you're going to tell me your favorite one, if one okay. pops in your mind, right. maybe a rating on it, something like okay. that, okay? Right. So the ice cream cone. Ice cream cone was yeah. found in St. Louis? Yeah, found in St. Louis, I believe in the World's Fair. Probably... Now, what type of ice cream cone? Are you a waffle? Are you a sweet uh, sugar cone? See, I'm more of like just throw it in a bowl or make it a concrete. So cones, you're just get rid of it. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Like the crunchy and the cold, and it just okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm similar, so I'm not yeah, judging you. Like blend it but, up, make like a good like cookie dough concrete sure. or something. Oh yeah, that's toasted raviolis. Oh, ten out of ten recommend. <laughs> Now, first, for the people that aren't from here, what is a toasted ravioli? It is literally like a fried breaded thing with meat inside and okay. marinara sauce. All right. That's Do you have a favorite for those that are going to come visit the area? No, honestly, anything from the hill. So the hill is right. like an authentic Italian place here in St. Louis. Sure. If you're looking for really good food, just go pick pretty much any place over there in the hill, and they're going to have great toasted ravioli sure. and Italian stuff. Perfect. Pork steaks my favorite thing <laughs> well, not like okay. overall but okay. like one of my favorite okay. things my wife freaking hates them okay <clears throat> so where where do you get these uh, literally here in st louis anywhere here's Just what's crazy like you don't realize that pork steaks don't exist until you go to like florida on vacation right? and you're like oh i'm gonna go get some pork steaks to grill they don't right. know it's only here now, and it's not like it's a special cut of meat it's just a weird st louis midwest thing uh for those of who eat them that don't know yeah. how small is a pork steak they're massive they're <laughs> massive about the size of the ipad and the computer we have sitting nice. in front of us almost the screen or the a lot of sauce you know. or no oh yeah a lot of sauce. Okay. here's the key here's the key you got to cook it slow wrap it in foil and then you take it off and you put the barbecue sauce on it at the end helpful tip yep frozen custard 10 out of 10 recommend ted drew's 
Big Ted Drews. Ted Drews. I'm a big Bobby's fan over Bob, by us. Right? Bobby's is one right. of the best. Watch out, Ted Drews. I know. I know. You can't go wrong. Any frozen custard is, gotcha. is good. Gooey butter cake. Hmm. Have you ever had it with the brownie underneath it? I think I have. Yeah. I think I have. That they, was a game changer. So that was a game changer. Gooey butter cake. Describe. Okay, so you're going to have to describe in your words. Yeah. What is a gooey butter what cake? What is a gooey butter cake? Um, it is gooey, heart-stopping deliciousness. Uh, sweet. I mean, sweet too. Sweet, right? It's got to have butter in it because it's kind of in the name, <laughs> right? It is it's half butter. It's I really think. it's hard to describe. Just Google gooey butter cake and then imagine there's a brownie underneath it, and it was literally the best one. Gotcha. Ever. What team has the most World Series victories? I mean, the most overall. Yeah, I. It's not the Cardinals, right? But the Cardinals are second. Second with yeah. eleven. Oh. Look at you. Yeah. 11. So yeah, we're only 16 the behind the other one. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, nobody likes and the And then um, nipping at our tail okay. is uh, the Red Sox yeah. with nine and the A's with nine. Yeah. Where'd the Cubs at? Mm. Yeah, like yeah, they're down there. They're down there. All right. Speed round here. Yeah. I love Favorite that. movie you've seen about parenting? Because oh, you've got a new baby. Parenting. So yeah, the one that you've related to hard recently about babies, oh, the struggles. Ooh, I'm going to be honest. We haven't hardly really watched any movie since we had him. So That's, that's true. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I don't know. We'll come back to it. Right, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to it. it. I'm right. going to name a color. Okay. You're going to describe the color. Okay. This is back your, your painting background, okay? okay? Right, I like this. So I don't know how good you are. All right. All right. First one, puce. <laughs> what color is puce? I'm going to guess it's like a, a blush rosé with some gray in it. Well, first of all, blush rosé, those are... <laughs> Ah, chef's kiss. Can't can't complain about your descriptive words there. Um, a puce is a dark red. Okay. So you're in the room. Yeah. yeah. It was half, half All right. There. Vermilion. Vermilion. I want to say that is a beige color. Vermilion is a bright orange slash red. I was close. Mm, yes. Was close. Maybe not. S- smalt. Oh, see, that's a that's a uh, dark blue, almost green. That is a yeah, as it's, it's referred to as a medium blue. Yeah, there. See. All right, not bad, painter. And then my last one is verdigris. Ver- verdigris. Verdigris. Ooh, that's gonna be that's gonna be a blue. It's like vertigo, which is like indigo. <laughs> Word association. <laughs> if you could with. only know the way my brain's thinking through this so, right now. So we're gonna circle back to the movie one, Kay. but it's actually a yellowish green. Okay. Like Verde, Spanish for green. Which is like my favorite salsa. There you go. So just Mm. next time you're eating it, verdigris. So, all right. So have you had any chance to think of movies that you didn't relate to until you had the baby or? Um, No, I really Like Three Men and a Baby where they're, you know, or. Yeah. Okay. Parent trap. I don't know. Parent trap. The <laughs> we hang- only have one. We don't have the, the, hangover, the hangover where he's got the little baby yeah. in his little pouch there. Yeah. Do you no. have one of those? No, that's a good one. I'm going to think about that. Right. Whenever we promo clip the episode, I'll put something in there. All right. Well, that's, that is all the questions that I prepared okay. for you. Well, hey, so what else you got? Um, what's your favorite overall St. Louis food? Oh, my goodness. You had to pick one one thing of, of the list I made or Just some anything. other stuff. Um, style I pizza. hate to say this, but okay. I do not dislike emos for whoever's out there. Yeah. I don't dislike it, but I only eat it like maybe once every few years okay. just to remind myself it's out there yeah. okay. and you know, but um, I would say of the things we touched on, 
probably the toasted ravs. Those yeah. are the ones that I would say, hey, if you're in St. Louis, get these get toasted ravs. Yeah, I so that's, I that's. I love that you made the St. Louis base too, uh, because we do have people from all over the country and stuff. Right. They eventually come here. Yeah. So I give appreciate them a little that. fun facts there. Um, Justin, I really appreciate you doing this episode. It's been fun. Like I said, I've resisted it. Thanks for being a, an advocate to sure. do something fun like this. Uh, and hopefully the listeners kind of get to know know me, know us as a company and, and what we do. So yeah. have a have a good rest of your day, and I look forward to our next one. Thanks. Paynet Podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.